Welcome to the DL Gaming Podcast. I'm Bobby. I'm Amanda. I enjoyed the hell out of my Mother's Day. Um, <laughs> it feels like I got the Mother's Day because, uh, well, I worked and then I came home and like food was prepared and then I she let me nap for two and a half hours and now I'm doing a podcast. So wow. I feel like a fucking asshole. No, I did get her stuff. I got her oven mitts. No, no, I, I am by her uh, household appliances this time. I bought her. Um, she wanted um, fruiting plants. So we got tomato plants mm. and uh, jalapeno plant. And I, I, w- I went small. I went small because uh, she is the murderer of all things. So mm. we'll see how this goes. Well, hopefully it's a gift that keeps giving. And then yeah. you have a whole bunch of jalapenos Literally. and tomatoes. You know? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yep. Yeah, happy Mother's Day to any of the mothers that are listening or even the fur baby moms. Or if you're a mama like Emilio, then yeah, happy uh, happy Mother's Day. Yeah. <laughs> um, you have family in. I do, yeah. My sister and her husband are in this whole weekend right now. Uh, they're staying at a hotel, hopefully getting their swims in because we are from the swim state. So definitely wanted to swim. And yeah, they are leaving uh, Tuesday early in the morning. Um it's been a lot of fun so far. We went to the safari park all day today. We have walked like more than 12,000 steps and up and down all kinds of stuff. But it's cool because they live in a city that's a little bit more on the hilly side as well. So they've been able to keep mm. up no problem. Yeah. And it's been awesome. They seem super chilled, like down for whatever too. Yeah, yeah. It's been pretty fun. They've been down for whatever. And they really wanted to go to In-N-Out. So we took them the, <laughs> to that. Yeah. But, and they you know, like it? Or? They, oh, they loved it. Oh, yeah, good. they loved it. They thought it was really good. And uh, yeah, it's been it's been a lot of fun so far just showing them around San Diego and all the different kind of stuff because we did Balboa Park and we also did Mission Beach and tomorrow we're doing like Coronado and seeing the sea lions in La Jolla and so trying to do a lot because yeah. with them being Eastern time zone and me working so early, we actually all wake up naturally by like 7 in the morning uh, and I feel like San Diego doesn't even begin to roll out of bed until like 1 p.m. It's, it's super true. <laughs> it's, it's like, so true. it's such a ghost town driving around until like 11 in the morning and then Tell that's Vegas when you start seeing people. Yeah. It's, it's like 5 o'clock till you see people on the floor, uh, on the streets. Bobby, if you get a, if you're going to send, somebody came and visit you, you're going to go to do one thing. What would that one thing be? One thing in San Diego? Yeah. Got to go to the beach. The beach. Yeah. You got to do the beach. Which one? I would go to La Jolla Shores. Oh, La Jolla Shores. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's a popular one. All right. So, hey, video games is our thing. That's right. Well, first of all, what do you got for DLG Con? Oh, right. Thank you. So uh, DLGCon, the document, has been launched today. You can find that in our Discord, and you can find our Discord by going to dlgaming.net. In our Discord, there is a channel called DLGCon Planning. And if you select that channel, the last thing that was posted in there was this document, and I also pinned it. So you can see in the top right corner, pinned messages, select that, and then you'll see the document that has all the information, including how you can... Purchase your tickets. Um, message me if you have any kind of questions. You can mes- message me at days. I believe my number on Discord is 9944. Um, and so I'll answer any questions that you got. And, you know, uh, we were really excited to see everybody there. It's going to be in Austin, Texas. We already have a pretty full uh, roster, I think. We've got a lot of people that have already signed up for rooms. So they're going. Very fast. Um, so definitely check out the DLGCon planning to get all of your information for that. And yeah, you're definitely going to be hearing a lot more about it as well because it's going to be an awesome and amazing time. Document so vanilla. Can we go with like the DLGCon manifesto? 
Oh, yeah. Or something. Yeah. I don't even, I really don't even know the full definition of manifesto. Uh, one thing about waving to people on this camera, it's such a tight in shot. You have to wave right in front of your face or make up a, some new kind of wave. And that's how Luna, <laughs> that's how Luna waves like, hi. It's just like a, <laughs> like a cerebral palsy wave or something. Imagine her to be like, oh, see, yeah. see. She was say, like saying that nonstop <laughs> for the longest time. <laughs> yeah. Bobby, you want to put the cherry on top? You always wrap things up pretty well. <laughs> put the cherry on top of that. Yeah. What, who waves like that? The way you're waving your hand <laughs> no. is. No, oh, no, that's queen. how like yeah. the, uh, uh, like the Miss America or something. Princess Diana was known for waving like this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just a, a slight side to side. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Say, right yes, I'm judging you all. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I'm deflecting all your insults. <laughs> it's, it's the Miss America way. That's right. All right. Well, let's talk about some video games here on the radar games that have come to our attention recently. This one is an old one, but a new one. The Stanley Parable Ultra Deluxe just released April 27th, a little while ago. So the Stanley Parable, you probably remember this game from back in 2013. It was this, um, God, talk about branching narrative. Like this was just a a game where you played a character who woke up in an office with no people in it and you just walked around and a narrator would narrate everything that you did. Um, pretty famous narrator too, a British guy. Ed, I remember him doing a lot of things. Um, but everything you did uh, would be narrated and it would lead you to other parts of this big office and factory and you would explore little by little and you would eventually die. Like there was a lot of points where the game would end, but then you'd play again and you'd try a different route and you'd see, you discover different parts of the story. It was a really interesting game, but it was one of those games that was more like this narrative experiment. And I remember playing a pretty good amount of this, but not like a whole lot. I I played enough to really understand what was happening here. And I thought it was pretty cool, but not much more than that. Apparently, there's this new ultra deluxe version, which uh, not only expands on the game, but reimagines it. So I don't know what all that means. I think they've changed a little bit, but also added quite a bit. That means they want more money, Bobby. Yeah, well, it has almost been 10 years. So I don't know, maybe... Maybe it's okay. <laughs> the Lambo needs gas. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's kind of neat, though. I wonder know, how different it's going to be from, like, the original one. Because did you, Emilio, did you play the Stanley? I always oh, stayed I away did. because I thought it was so too creepy. Just the oh, idea I it, thought was creepy. It is creepy. Yeah, it's got a creepy feel to it, but it's definitely more psychological. Like, you would psych yourself out of going into a room, right. which you know I did. But, like, I still <laughs> went into the room anyway. Because when I played it, I played with friends because that's what gets me through scary, <laughs> creepy games. If you stream, we talk about it all the time, if you're streaming, it makes, it makes what you thought was scary just kind of like totally palatable uh but you know what's interesting about this bobby is the there's like a meme going on right now about the the back rooms do you guys know about the back rooms no i only heard about this because of shit i don't know if it was hogglefosh um we were i was streaming something and he came in and started talking about he how he was downloading these free games based on the back rooms the back rooms is basically like a horror version of of um, the Stanley Parable. It's like infinitely randomly generated yellow rooms in the in the back that that just go on forever. And like you know, there's voices and all this stuff, and 
and, and it's just kind of like how repetitive they are and how they go on forever and the unknown and all this stuff. So people, it's not even a thing. It's really just a meme, but people are making videos, they're making games and they're making all kinds of stuff. And it would tie in perfect, perfect with the Stanley parable. Um, but anyway, it's creepy and I'm staying away. Hmm. All right. Well, this game is 25 bucks. I can't remember how much the original Stanley parable used to be, but I remember it being it's cheap, uh, cheaper than that. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, that's pretty kind of high. up in the price tag there. They were offering a discount if you previously owned the original Stanley Parable, then you get a third off the price. I don't know if they're still doing that though. I think I think it was for the first two weeks. Um, so I think we're just about at the end of that. But yeah, I guess it's nice to see this game come back. Forgot about that one. Yep, yep. So um, <clears throat> Steam had this like hard hard to the hard to explain video game sale it was like roguelites roguelikes ro- uh souls like and one other genre and they were all in there like tons and tons and tons of them and apparently you know i was looking at i was in the rogue like <laughs> uh uh tab and i'm like how do i not own all the ones in here that like i know some of these but Apparently, everything I like is roguelite because I clicked on roguelike and I own the top 15 of them. They were all in my library and I love all, every single one of them. Um, they were pretty strict on the definition of roguelite. Um, but anyway, um, I picked up a few more. So one of them is Seraph's Last Stand. It's 89 cents right now, or it was during the sale. And it, it looks super, super simple. It's uh, almost like a... Uh, Space Invaders type thing where you're a wizard running around on the floor and crazy amounts of bad guys come at you. Uh, but also, as you're doing that, you're gaining XP. And then as you level, you pick one of three options that pop up. Pop up. And it's one of these games where like it encourages you to break the game. So as you build yourself up, you're trying to get synergies that go crazy and so that you can kill the insurmountable amount of bad guys uh, that comes through. It's super simple looking. Um, it's black and white for you, your part. And then the bad guys come in and yeah, they're like, kind of like space invadery, but yeah, it's all about for games like this, kind of like um, vampire survivor where you're just trying to get you play so that you could get that one run where you're shooting light bulbs out of your asshole and you kill everything on the screen at once. And that's why you play these games for 89 cents. I'll, I'd buy that for 89 cents. Mm-hmm. The game is originally 99 cents and they've got a 10% <laughs> off deal making it 89 cents. It's overwhelmingly positive, man. I mean, at that point, it's like, come on, dude, in for a penny, in for a pound. I mean, like, really? They had to join the sale. Otherwise, they wouldn't have made extra sale. Oh, now, how much money do you think really went into that guy's or whoever's account? Like at the end of this day, well, Steam takes a third, right? Yeah, so like seventeen fifty is what they made after like selling a hundred thousand copies or whatever. Yeah, jeez, wow. Did uh, you got Oof. one thing? I got I saw one this. thing. Yeah, so like you know, the next podcast I'll have a lot more stuff to talk about because like this week I've got off and I plan on playing a lot of 
video games and hiking. So looking forward to that. But this past week, no, I've been busy with a ton of stuff. So yeah, I saw this game. This looks like a lot of fun for VR. It's satirical. You are a gigantic but good-hearted tentacled beast just trying to find their place in the world is how they put it uh you are like making friends and solving puzzles and kind of going through somewhat of a storyline and your arms and your hands are these huge tentacles that you're using to yeah progress through the story and build things and this game just looks like it is hilarious and it would be a very fun game in vr is what it seems like to me as well so has definitely made my radar. It's available now. Uh, it's called. Well, what did you call it, Emilio? Because uh, tentac- tentacular, tentacular. I would read that as tentacular. <laughs> tentacular. <laughs> <laughs> So it, much it, better. Yeah, it is tentacular. Nine <laughs> out of ten, a class act. That's what they rate it as. Yeah. So this looks like uh, looks like a lot of fun. You might scroll down. I can't remember how much it is. I want to say. It was oh, okay. So it is 20% off right now until May 16th. And that brings it to 20 whole decals. Decals Ooh. being dollars. So $20. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, you're basically a Kraken helping out the little seafaring town, huh? Essentially, yeah. yeah. You're good nature, but it seems like you do a whole lot of like, oh, geez, I meant to grab this and I killed yeah, the villagers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah, like, like VR fumble core. Yeah, it is VR fumble core. You're right. And it Which just looks good. hilarious. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. <laughs> And grab your two oh, tentacles and, this is where and we eat a whole about... car off the side of the road, dude. <laughs> we were talking about this last week where, like, uh, it was that city builder that you were talking about. But, right. And we're like, no, you want to grab things and you want to throw them and you want to have fun. This looks That's way more is. fun. Yeah. yeah, I agree. This looks fun. And it looks like it has actually, like, somewhat of a story and quests and... You know, people interacting with you as a creature. So that's, oh my God, he just he just picked up like a hamster ball with a person in it and just yeeted it through a whole bunch of rings. That is hilarious. That's just yeah. This game looks like it's going to be awesome and a lot yeah. of fun to play. Speaking of uh, VR, um, I think well, I've been looking at use indexes, which. There's a guy selling one in, in Chula Vista for like 600 bucks. I think I'm just going to pick it up off him. He hasn't replied to Well, we talked a little back and forth, but hopefully I, I pick it up from him. It looks like it's in good hands. Uh, besides that, uh, I also picked up uh, Rogue Legacy 2. Um, I remember it had a, you know, I had so much um, anticipation, me and Bobby, for this game. And then it came out and it kind of had a lackluster launch. And I feel like they kind of smoothed those things out because the the reviews are definitely better now than they were at launch. Um, and Rogue Legacy is like one of these great, great roguelite lights, probably one of the best ones, uh, just because of the way that they integrated the way that uh, you get your extra abilities between runs. So you're a knight. It's a 2D platformer. Um, you go through these levels, you get in gold, and um, every time you die, you become the offspring of the last night. Um, but the offspring takes that money that the guy made on the last run and builds up this castle. The bigger your castle is, the more possibilities you have for the offspring. Right, Bobby? Am I right? Something like that. Well, I mean, there's upgrades you can buy. Upgrades, weapons, and... 
Yeah. I mean, it, it operates the same way that a lot of roguelites operate, but I feel like it was one of the early ones to do that. You go out, you do a run, you earn a bunch of gold, you spend that gold on permanent upgrades, which you can then apply to your new run. And um, if you're really good at the game, you can get all this done without having to buy too many upgrades. Or if you're really bad like me, you just got to grind it out until you get a whole bunch of good upgrades and then you can just kind of plow through it easy mode. Yeah. So basically, the game finds its own difficulty. Exactly. It's yeah. like the scalable uh, difficulty. Yeah. That, that, that just happens towards. naturally. It's not right. a setting that you set. It just it kind of happens naturally as you play. Yeah. But you know what, Bobby? I'm going to go ahead and go out on a limb here and say the guy who can just beat it on skill alone with the regular level one dagger. We're talking one in a million people, right? But mm-hmm. that guy has less fun than we do building our builds and whatnot. I mean, yeah, it's probably like a speed runner or someone who's yeah. made a career out of it, but yeah, yeah, it was a good game. And yeah, they had the whole lineage thing. So your characters would have these weird, um, the, <laughs> these weird abilities or disabilities that, that you could have. So each run was just a little bit different. Yeah. We're talking about like gigantism, dwarfism. So you'd My be God. really small right now. Did you see when the they were synth- all pixelated? A, the, I thought I saw as well, the synthesia or whatever. Oh, where, Asia, where yeah. everything is colors that you like here. They were using that as a power. Yeah. So every hyper flatulent. <laughs> yeah. Every time farts. you die, you get to choose from three offspring. So you'll choose usually the worst, the, the best of the three or whatever. Or it might work towards whatever um, build you're doing. So anyway, I can't wait to uh, dive into this one. Yeah. I bought it. Um, it was, I don't know what I bought it for. I was a little confused about the release because I know they were, it, it came out a little while ago, but now they're advertising it as a 1.0 release. Yeah, it came out April 28th, not too long. Oh, ago. interesting. So I'm not sure if they released Good. an early access for a little bit and now it's 1.0. That's what it was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Cool. I'm yeah. glad I waited. Yeah. And, you know, I, I assumed it was just a good game, but, you know, the, the gaming landscape has changed a lot since the first one came out in 2013, I believe. So I don't know if people are just really clamoring for this type of game or, you know, even if there's maybe some old gamers like me out there that remember the first one, but I don't know if kids are really that interested in it, but who knows? It looks good. Yeah, it does look good. All right, the next game that I have is called We Were Here Forever. And this looks like a pretty interesting game. This is a a co-op puzzle game that has to be played in co-op. And it's got, it's like a 3D adventure game with uh, puzzles that you have to work out. But the co-op works like this. Each player in the game finds a walkie talkie. So you're not in the same area, I'm assuming, but you're communicating with each other through a uh, voice. So you have to have a microphone in order to play this game. And you have to, you have to speak to each other and through voice alone, help each other out to solve the puzzles because mm. the puzzles are interconnected, you know, kind of like portal two or, um, uh, what was the one with the book? What game of the year, uh, at the game awards, Joseph Ferris. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, It takes two. It takes two. Yeah, so kind of like it takes two, but you aren't together. You're actually separated, and you have to talk to each other in order to uh, figure out the puzzles. Maybe there's a point in the game where you actually meet up. But I thought that was a really interesting idea. I love co-op games. I love puzzle games. Um, This seems like a very interesting way to do it. I imagine if you're playing 
with a friend of yours, you're going to be on Discord anyway, but the game has a built-in voice system in case you, you aren't. I wonder if they'll do some sort of like buddy pass for this like they did with It Takes Two. That was a great, great idea. This one is like It Takes Two and a cellular network. Yeah. Right. <laughs> and a microphone. And a microphone. It Takes Two and a microphone. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that was uh, We Were Here Forever coming out May 10th. And the other ones we uh, covered today was uh, the Stanley Parable Ultra Deluxe, uh, Rogue Legacy 2, Seraph's Last Stand, Tentacular. Tentacular. And I've got a couple more. So I have uh, Pinglin, which is a a roguelite RPG uh, Plachinko machine. Plachinko machine? Um, that's, is it Plinko? Plinko? Am I way off? It looks like it's... If you were to pronounce it the way it's spelled, it'd be Pachinko. Yeah, Peglin is a a Pachinko roguelike. That's what I said. See, I always thought the game was called Plinko, the one where you drop the thing and it bounces off. I think because the Pachinko is the Japanese game, so maybe you played a game that called like an American. Maybe there's an American version called Plinko. Yeah, 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 we can look that up because or I think Plinko is the one that they play on the places right. Yeah, that's it. That's it. Nailed I, it. I'm pretty sure. And it, it's so weird because I was literally just having a conversation a few hours ago um, with my brother who called it Plunko. And I was like, wait a minute. You mean Plinko? <laughs> yeah, Plinko and Pachinko are two different games. Yeah. Okay. Um, so you probably don't know anybody who played more Peggle than I did. I have like 300 hours in Peggle. Um, I had a world uh high score for a certain level uh by far i bought i beat the 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 other high score by like four times but anyway i played it a lot so every time i see because this is not the first time this has been tried an rpg uh you know pachinko game um it round shield came out and funny enough i was playing round shield round guard round guard thank Mm -hmm. you i was playing round guard uh last week or the week before because uh i thought oh this is a great steam deck game you know and i did play it on my steam deck a little bit and it has progressed they put a new class in there and i've never been really happy with the game i everything gets stacked up against peggle and i i think peggle is such a great fucking game um I think where the game, these games uh, falter is the physics. It doesn't, it's not like the bouncing is not satisfying. It's like the, the afterthought, but in Peggle, it's the focus, you know, the bouncing. you're like, boom, 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 boom. The sound, every, everything is fucking great. Anyway. So I started playing this and I'm like, Oh man, first of all, like it's such a simple concept. You could have done better on the graphics. That was my first thoughts. And then, um, you know, you're hitting these round pegs, but they're so pixelated that they don't look round. So I, it, my angles and I was like, I was thinking about all these things because I was so deep in fucking peggle. And um, I was like not really feeling it off the bat. This all happened in five minutes because I played the demo like right before this happened. But then I started going down, and it has a very uh, slay the spire structure. So, you know, branching path. Uh, funny enough, you don't get to choose your path directly. So at the end of a level, the two options will be at the bottom, and you can shoot your 
whatever, your ball down. But, you know, Pachinko ultimately mat, uh, like will do the choice. And it might take a random shot and go the way that you don't want, which is really interesting. I like that. Um, also, it, it's kind of a deck-building game. You don't have cards or anything. But the balls that you're actually launching have um, properties. So there's like a lightning ball a rock that doesn't do much of anything as a, there's a dagger one that has great uh, critical hit damage, um, stuff like that. Like, so you start to build your roster of balls that plachinkos, if you will, uh, that you're shooting down. Um, you're fighting monsters that are directly across from you and they're like walking towards you. And the way you do damage is doing damage down in the, in the plachinko game. Um, so, as I'm playing this and I'm going down, uh, you know, random shit comes up like, oh, you ran into an altar. Um, you know, uh, do you want to pray to the God or desecrate the, the thing or whatever it is? And uh, so you you can upgrade some of your balls. So, like, I upgraded my lightning ball. And then, of course, I get pulled into that slay the spire thought process. And I'm like, oh, if I do this and I do this. And then that's exactly when... Uh, Bobby got here and now we're here. So even though the peggliness is weak, the Slay the Spireness is strong. And uh, I can't say whether or not it's good or bad, but it's, it has a demo. It's free and you can try it out. Hmm. Yeah. Okay. And I'm glad that people are taking risks and, you know, melding genres like this. All right. And the game's 20 bucks on sale for 18 right now. Yeah. Did you ever play Peggle? No. You should. <laughs> I, love I don't so know much. how I feel about these games. Yeah. Both Plinko and Pachinko. I, I could tell how you feel about these games. Yeah. You, don't, you don't feel these games. I'm not feeling <laughs> these games so much. That's true. Yep. It's all right. It's all right. <laughs> There's something for everybody. That's uh, right. So that was on the... No, that wasn't. Um, Tentacular was on the developer digital sale that's going on right, right now. Um, I've always said that they're my favorite publisher because they like what I like. I love all their indie shit, you know, that they're batting 99% with me. Um, so the, one of the games coming out for them is Cult of the Lamb. And uh, I'm trying to place together what this is exactly. All it says is, like, you're a lamb that was spared by like this demonic force, right? Like you're about to be killed and then this demonic force um, spared you um, and all it wants to return is that you start a cult and perform these crazy rituals by conscripting um, uh, a bunch of like other woodland creatures. And so you end up with like all these woodland creatures uh, worshiping this demonic uh, thing. And that's pretty much it. Like, it seems to be like an action adventure. It also seems to be like a, almost like a 4X-y thing that you're doing on, on a different map. Uh, but it's super cute, but also like dark at the same time. Uh, some of these rituals look like, is like it's dark shit. Like they're hurting themselves and stuff. Whatever it is, like flagellation or whatever that's called. Um, yeah. So I don't know what this is going to be. Uh, but some of the people that saw it at Gamescom said like game of Gamescom and stuff like that. So it looks fucking awesome. 
I yeah, this really looks cool. amazing. It yeah. looks like evil little Bo Peep, dude. Exactly. Like, dude, you nailed it. That's what they should have called it. It's evil. No, I love the Cult of the Lamb because <laughs> also the way that they do it, it makes me like all I can hear in my head is "Must be the season of the witch," but instead it's the season of the lamb. Yeah. Like, <laughs> it's, uh, it, this looks awesome. It's very like, yeah, dude. It's I, just coming I'm, out in 2022. They yeah. don't have hmm. all right. I'm digging the whole vibe. I'm here. Yeah. Digging it too, dude. Yeah, it's definitely evil little Bo Peep. Yeah. A bunch of fighting and just cool shit. That looks awesome. What do you think, Bobby? Yeah, it looks pretty good, but you're right. You can't really tell what the game is. I mean, it's categorized as action roguelike, dungeon crawler, roguelite. Yeah, there are action sequences you see, which almost look like little Binding of Isaac rooms. It looks like you're, it's like a small room, and then there's uh, some exits, and you keep going. So that's the dungeon Mm -hmm. crawler part of it. Looks like uh, there's boss fights as well. Uh, so that's Cult of the Lamb, and I also just talked about Penguin, which is maybe the cutest name of any game this year. Mm-hmm. Penguin. Uh, and I think that does it for On the Radar. Yep. All right. Let's talk about some games that we haven't played. Looks like you played a lot this week. No, I just have three things that have really, really long names. Um, so Ender Lilies. Quietest of Nights. Quietest of Nights. Um, uh, John bought me this for my Steam Deck because he knew I was going to Hawaii. It's like it's like I have a, a I don't know, a, a, what do you call it? When uh, an anonymous, uh, when they leave roses on your car and stuff like that. What's that called? Secret admirer. A secret admirer, yeah. But it's not so secret, you know? Like, I know who the admirer is, and I just, I get these gifts for once in a while. You just have an admirer. Yeah, I have an admirer. a diddy admirer. Yeah. 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 <laughs> and so, like, yeah, man, I totally need a Steam Deck game that I could, something I could play while I'm on the plane and then come back and do exactly what I'm doing now, talk about a video game. Um, it's overwhelmingly positive on Steam. It's a 2D... Um, Metroidvania Souls-like. Hmm. Um, it's there's a lot of black and white and uh, highlights of red, uh, which you've seen a lot. But you know, I really emphasize it puts the oomph in the blood. And um, you're like the one of the last princess uh, priestess of the light. The world's gone to shit. Um, everything's got souls. Uh, the things have been tarnished. It's bad. And you go and kind of like save them from damnation. And some of the times when you save these things from damnations, they give you their abilities and you go on and play them. And, you know, I'm not giant on souls like games and boy, is this game hard. Holy shit. Like I played the first hour and a half, no problems. I'm like, this is kind of like, uh, fine. It's interesting, blah, blah, blah. And then the difficulty started and I'm like, whoa, what am I doing wrong? Um, you know, there's no hand-holding in Souls Likes a lot of the time. So I don't know if I'm pay- playing poorly or I haven't explored enough and got all the abilities that I need to get. And that's part of the charm to these games, I guess, is that like you don't really know what the problem is. So you go and you try all of these things. I could, here are my options right now, right? I went to a boss and 
it was not happening. Like I fought this guy for about 15 minutes. I learned his comp, but I was doing so little damage that I know that I'm not, I don't belong there. So I have my options are to go and grind mobs and level up or keep exploring until I get enough abilities um, to challenge him and have enough um, special attacks to kill him easier. And uh, both of those are valid. Uh, but uh, yeah, I'm not, it's not that I don't enjoy it. Um, it's just the wondering how I should get through this or if I bark up the wrong tree, would I'd be wasting all that time doing that? You know what I mean? Like if I just stand around and I'm just leveling up and, and grinding and then that's not what I need, it might be a waste of time, but I am enjoying the game. Um, yeah, that's about it on the steam deck. You know, it, it's not perfect for everything. And this would be a great game for this, but this is one of these games where your character is really small on the screen and I got old fart eyes now. So legibility is like becoming an issue. And so it's, she's tiny. And so there are legibility, legibility issues on that tiny screen. Um, I would need something with a little bit, uh, bigger, uh, characters and stuff like that but zoomed out a little bit too much to tell exactly what's going on and in a game like this like every little move counts uh but i I would put a recommend for uh, anybody who's into souls like or metrovania and if you like both the 100 percent yeah really yeah like i said overwhelmingly positive and thank you uh not so secret reminder (laughs) that's uh ender lilies quietus of nights. Nice. Right. Um, I'm going to talk a bit about Demio first, the uh, PC edition, just because I love that game. So another little tidbit thing that I learned, uh, there's all these like kind of hidden strategies that you could have that they don't necessarily tell you about in the game uh, until you are playing and exploring it and like, you know, learning it on there like they're not going to just be obvious about it and one of the things is that you can shoot spider webs uh onto enemies and anything that is tangled is going to get attacked by spiders nearby so what that means is that if you were to launch spider webs at like a bunch of hound masters and goblins and other creatures if there are enemy spiders nearby they will attack their friendlies instead of attacking you Mm. just because it's tangled. So there's all these elements that you can do when you're going through a dungeon and a run to like help utilize uh, things and, you know, use the environment. And I just, I've always loved that kind of strategy, you know, where you're just like, okay, let's throw a gas lamp here so that way we can hit that. And then every single turn it increases by like a two by two radius of wherever you're at. So then we can like lure monsters into coming through a very specific area that we're controlling to then kind of damage them and then we could just pick them off right when they're near the end of life. Right. And so that kind of stuff is just, it's awesome. It's fun. I love this game. I keep playing this game, keep telling myself I'm going to play other games and then I end up just playing this. (laughs) So (laughs) it's awesome. I still love this game. You could definitely play a lot, even doing solo. Uh, You can create your own party. You can do one to four people when you're playing by yourself and go through a book with yourself. It is a bit harder, but it's a good way to learn what each does. We realized that in the third book, when I was playing with um, a few of my friends, that 
it was very difficult. And for a while, I was under the impression, along with a good chunk of my friends, that the Bard is like so OP because of the support it does. But we actually found an entire book, which is book three, where like you wouldn't really want to be the Bard because you end up missing a turn of attack and you need to kind of come in and just fight and attack. So something like a wizard instead would actually be more beneficial and helpful. So there are levels and there are runs where, you know, you necessarily wouldn't want what you would imagine to be like the most OP character in this, which I like because it does force it to kind of change it up. You know, you're not going to be somebody that only plays a tank or only plays a bard because different levels do call for different characters, which is awesome. And you got to figure out which ones, which I like. So wait, did you say that you could play this game single player? Yeah. Okay. It's single player and it's multi uh, multiplayer. I definitely advise playing with friends, though. It's obviously absolutely more fun with friends as everything is. But this game is a lot of, in my opinion, also a lot of fun doing mm-hmm. solo. And because they make, like I said, so you have a book and there are three levels into the dungeon of that book until you get to the boss. And so each of those levels is completely randomized, which does make replayability pretty fun, even when you're playing by yourself or with friends. And so there's, and that's also something too, where like when I was playing with my friends, we jumped into one and the first door we opened was like literally fucking everything. And we got annihilated and we were like, okay, we're going to lose. Let's back out and restart it. And then we had like a super or like an easier, more manageable, um, uh, like run after that. So you can kind of reset them if you're just kind of like, this is too hard <laughs> or you can try and you know, if you fail, it's fine. You can reset it that as well. You can also, if you're um, playing with a group of friends, the person that hosted the game can save and quit. And then when they replay the game, they can go back to where they were. So you can actually stop a game in the middle of a book with your friends, save it and then come back to it, which is awesome. Hmm. Yeah. That's helpful. Mm-hmm. Nice. Hey, Bobby, wake up. Yeah, I'm trying, man. <laughs> Tell you, I'm so tired today. It's hard being a mother. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> okay, the other one, all by shit has the longest names. Idol Champions of the Forgotten Realms. Um, I listened to uh, Critical Role. I've actually, all the people who have taken my recommendation on Critical Role, like they're all loving it. If you have the time, it's one of the best time wasters ever. Um Every every campaign has 400 hours of content, and they're on their third campaign. Anyway, uh, this was one of their sponsors for a bit, and they, like, one of their first sponsors, and they, like, pushed it so hard. And then I took a look at it. I was like, oh, my God, this looks so bad. Like, um, you're basically taking a group of adventurers, and they are scrolling to the right. And it's an idle game, right? So you're, like, doing party management and... Um, a lot of clicking and stuff, and um, I the, all that everything there turns me off. The graphics are bad, like it's it's just not very good. But I was like, you know, they supported it. Let me let me check it out. It's free to play. Um, I'm I'm in. For, you know, let me. It's worth the fucking download to try to support them. So I start playing it, and yeah, it's fucking crack, man. Like. It's built from the ground up to just be so, so addicting. And it's not very idle at all. And that's what all the reviews will tell you. Um, you know, you have to be pretty... You don't have to be. There's almost no penalty for death. You can literally just walk away from your computer and your your team will just automatically respawn over and over and over 
until they're strong enough and yeah. then move on. But you make more progress if you're sitting at the computer. Way so more. there's always that enticement. Mul- multiple, yeah, yeah. 20 times better, right? So there's a lot of clicking, or you just take your little mushroom guy that clicks for you, and you put him anywhere on the screen, and he'll automatically kick, click for you. So if you put him on the battlefield, he'll do click damage. And click damage is something that you can spec into and build it up, and it'll kill things on its own. Or you could take that little mushroom and put it on one of your characters, and uh, he will level up that character by default nonstop until, you know, and you could just walk away, and that one character will just keep leveling up as you gain gold. Um, and... Uh, a lot of the things to to look out for is like formations and and um, the abilities that you're lo- unlocking for your characters. So they will unlock, they will level up on their own, but if you click on them, they level up if you spend gold. It's all about gold, everything. That's the one resource. Um, as they level up, they get abilities like everybody in front of this character gets... 200% to damage or somebody else would be like everybody around this character will get 100% to damage or somebody uh, somebody else would be like this character gets 400% damage if he's in this position so you're doing a lot of like switching around of these characters in this like formation to try to maximize all their abilities together so you're doing the max amount of damage and it's fun it's really addicting and um uh i guess i would call it a good game but fundamentally it's just like trying to addict you and having you sit there so if you just need to kill a lot of time um this and don't have a lot of money this is pretty good especially if you're into like um Dungeons and Dragons, because all the spells, like you, re, re, all the classes, everything—it's just straight out, straight out of the handbook and stuff like that. So that's pretty cool. And there is a lot of what are we looking at DLC? Yeah, this is all the DLC, and there is quite a bit of it. Do they have microtransactions in the game, or just this DLC is how they? No, monetize? there's gems. You can buy gems to open treasure chests that you get. Okay, but I mean. There's an in-game currency you can buy. Yeah, fundamentally, though, like, this game is built for time-wasting, right? And then mm-hmm. if you're spending money to accelerate your time-wasting, you've got problems. Mm-hmm. Like, you should definitely just play this for free. You know what I mean? Does that make any sense? Well, yeah. I mean, I'm I'm not a big fan of games like this because it's just gross to me. It's, like, really um, enticing children to gamble in a way, you know? So I don't know. But... Then again, the next game I'm about to talk about is Pokemon Go. So what the fuck do I know, right? Like, <laughs> talk about a game just like that <laughs> in terms of that model of, yeah, the point is to try and make as much money as possible. And so, yeah, another game just like that. Yeah, Pokemon Go. What's going on um, with Go? I, I just wanted to make mention that, like, when anybody goes to a zoo or any of those kind of touristy things, like when I went to the safari park with my uh, sister and her husband, 
the Pokemon Go is such a great mobile game to play when you're doing all that stuff mm. because there's Pokestops everywhere and Pokemon everywhere. And I mean, my sister and her husband play Pokemon Go a lot because they also live in a city. I do think that this this mobile game is probably, in my opinion, the best, especially if you live in a city and you're walking around because of all the Pokestops and all the things you can do and all the people you can meet. And what's the Pokestop again? A Pokestop is like when it's uh, typically it could be a landmark or it could be a business. I know that Starbucks has like a bunch of Pokestops and you essentially click on it. It looks like a big, huge Pokeball that's like a sign and you spin the Pokestop and you'll get like a gift that you can send to your friends. You'll get like raspberries that you can use to um, make it easier to catch a Pokemon and you can get different Pokeballs and stuff too. Uh, so um, you get a bunch of items and question. things. Question. Mm-hmm. When you're at a Pokestop and another player is at a Pokestop, are you aware of that? No, other than like, you know, if somebody's hanging out by a mural, right, like yeah, staring at their phone, spinning their thumb, then I know that they're trying to catch some Pokemon. Right, right, right. And uh, I don't know. This game is great. You can do a thing on here called like Adventure Sync, where if you have any kind of Bluetooth device or your phone on you and you go for walking, it will, once you open up the app, it will retroactively apply that distance to like your eggs because you can incubate eggs to hatch Pokemon. And so we'll apply it to that, but it won't be sucking up your Wi-Fi and your battery life the entire time in the background. It just waits until you load up the app and then it kind of runs through like I have a Fitbit. So it would run through that and it applies the steps Mm. and the distance walked to all of my things that are attached to that. So a lot of times when I go into Pokemon Go, it's just like another egg's hatched, another egg's hatched, another egg's, <laughs> uh, <laughs> which is satisfying. Is there battling in this game? <laughs> yeah, there's battling. So that's fun, too, because you can find a gym. And you can actually team up like one of the things I was doing. So there's three different teams. There's Team Valor, Team Mystic, and Team, I think, Instinct. I honestly don't give a fuck. I feel like the yellow team is the ugly stepchild. I don't care. Team Valor all the way. But anyway, (laughs) um, my sister and her husband are Team Mystic and you can join in with other people to kind of take down a gym. And so there was a Team Valor gym and my uh, brother-in-law was like, oh, I can windle down one of the Pokemon to knock one out so you can put one of yours in. (laughs) It's like, sure. So you can kind of work together and like we work together, all three of us, to take down and do these things called raids, which are uh, like when a a big, powerful Pokemon takes over an entire gym, you could work with a bunch of people to attack that Pokemon. And if you beat it basically into submission, then you can try and capture it. And so there was a Charizard today in the um, uh, the, the Safari zoo? Park at the zoo park. Yeah. And so my sister's never gotten a Charizard. And so we all worked together to get her her first Charizard. That's fucking dope. Yeah. All of, the, all of this sounds great to me. What's the... um. How do they make money? They make their money through like having a limit in your items. And so then you would want to buy more storage, which uses pokey coins. And then you can pay real life money to get more pokey coins to use in the shop, which has all kinds of things from vanity to like lures that draw more Pokemon to you to like raid passes to allow you to get into these raids and fight these high level Pokemon. Um, or like I said, what most people would need the money for is probably Pokemon storage so they can get more Pokemon and item storage so they can get more items at these Poke stops. I've always thought that selling storage is one of the strongest ways to, to monetize your game yeah. because it doesn't, inf- it, it doesn't f- 
make the game development focus on money making because you're just trying to make the best game possible and then you have to pay for this other like convenience you know yeah. what i mean yeah that's why that's why uh what what is it bobby the free um dungeon crawler path of exile the path of exile has been around forever cuz this they don't they don't try to monetize the gameplay they monetize the storage Mm-hmm. And so I think it's one of the best ways. And what's actually really nice that I will give Pokemon Go credit is that you actually can gain like in-game Pokemon currency. Like my sister and my brother-in-law, mm. they I don't think they've spent any real life money and they yeah. still can buy and upgrade storage. And it's because if you beat Pokemon in a gym and you put your Pokemon in that gym, the longer it stays, the more money it accumulates for you defending this gym. They're paying you for your Pokemon to defend the gym. So you actually are making that currency in the game and never have to spend like a real dollar. But if you do, then yeah, like it's great. You can absolutely pay for it and add more storage and just keep going. But I really wanted to talk about Pokemon Go because fuck, man, I need more friends on it. So if any (laughs) of you motherfuckers play this game... Please privately DM me in Discord as days and like let me know what your friend code is so we could be friends because I am drowning in gifts. I want to gift you with flavors of Pokestops all over the nation. <laughs> I still have shit from like Philadelphia and Detroit and I'm just like holding on to it like, no, I need a friend to send this to. <laughs> so please be my friend <laughs> Pokemon Go <laughs> um, and then when you come to DLG Con we can trade Pokemon together and that would be even more exciting and you can catch all kinds of different Pokemon in different states which is really fascinating because I've noticed that other states do have different kinds of Pokemon hanging out all the time sounds like a great fucking game man it really does well it's great if you're gonna like I said if you're gonna go to the zoo or if you're gonna be down in a city because there's just shit everywhere you know how'd you but, like the zoo uh, well, before I went to the zoo, but today was the safari park, yeah, safari and I park. loved it. That was a lot of fun. That was yeah. really Which cool. Which one do you like better? The zoo, I think. Yeah. I think I like the zoo better. Yeah. I looked up, like, when we were there one day, I was like, all right, let me look up, like, the best zoos in the world. And we were either one or number one or number two on every list. Yeah, you're world, world known. Yeah. yeah. And I think, to me, it's just because at the zoo, they have way more space. It felt, to me, like the safari was where like the maimed creatures went to like stay like it's more of the conservatory side of the Mm. whole operation whereas the zoo was more of the showcasing side of the whole operation so they have these huge massive exhibits that just feel completely open like especially the birds i saw it the most in the birds in the zoo they have these enclosures that you can actually walk in so you could be walking and a toucan or whatever could come up and land right in front of your face Mm -hmm. that is amazing whereas same toucan would be in the safari park in like the closet Mm. (laughs) it was so tiny but they they would have signs being like this bird is flightless from an injury of growing up so that's what i mean i think it was more of the rescue side of it you know it's like you could go to like a dog show where they're showcasing all the dogs or you could go to the pound you know which Uh, that's the kind of a savage comparison the safari (laughs) park is like much nicer than that (laughs) but also conversely uh some of the animals get the biggest uh enclosure which is like they have like a they have a savannah basically yeah i I rode that they have the africa tram that you could ride which is just like a big uh i don't know like golf cart with like 
a, a golf cart train. Yeah, it's like a golf cart train. And <laughs> you go through like the savannah, and that is cool. You're right. Like the giraffes, the giraffes are balling at the safari park. <laughs> whereas the giraffes at the zoo is like, here you go. You get two little, you get a little piece. It's like a bunch of little old ladies. Cause I remember it was all like little old lady, like giraffes at the zoo. Whereas, yeah, in the safari park, that's true. They're just like, please thrive. Yeah. <laughs> and, so, yeah. and the uh, antelope too, and the buffalo, they're living large. That's true. I always tell uh, the story. I took a girl there for a date, and she said, "She said, look at the rhinosaurus." And I said, "The what?" I said, "She said the rhinosaurus." I said, "How long have you been saying that?" She goes, "My entire life." I said, "It's a rhinoceros. That's what they're called. They're called rhinoceroses." And uh, yeah, that's where you're like, yeah, and it's tentacular, (laughs) tentacular. Yep, I fucked that up. That's fine. Um, another game that lets you uh, build the top currency in it and why I love it so much is um, Magic the Gathering Arena. Um, yeah, you can gather gems by just playing the game. Uh, not a ton, but enough to like, you could actually play this game for free. And they realize, the, the thing is, they realize that players are a resource and you got to give players that aren't going to spend money enough incentive to keep playing. And so, um, anyway, but unlike them, I spend money on this game. Um, I said I would not spend money on this new fucking set. And you I so did. called it, Bobby. You called it. <laughs> yeah. We were talking about Magic the Gathering rising up on like the top talked about and tagged podcasts. Yeah. And we said mm-hmm. you're going to be rising MTG. Yeah. So um, this new set is called, uh, I don't even know. I've never even said it out, it's not out loud. Uh, Streets of New Capana. Kip- uh, sorry if I fucked that up. Um, <laughs> so the art style is Art Deco, uh, which I totally appreciate. It's like, you know, um, like, like Bioshock. Uh, Bioshock, thank you. Mm-hmm. Um, like Bioshock Infinite. And I always think like, how this works out. Do they just tell their artists, hey, this is the style we're going with, try to adapt, or they go and find artists that do that style. You know, I I, I don't know. I don't follow the art side of it. But I appreciate it. Like it looks good. Um uh, scroll down, Bobby, you could see a bunch more. Um so it's about like these five mob families that rule this city. And um there's a lot of cards that generate and manipulates citizens. Mm. So it's story-wise, it all makes sense. Like, you know, all these mobs are just kind of manipulating the masses. And so I always, I, I, I'll bring it up for infin- infinity. I enjoy when cards and story and art all come together. I don't have any stand out like, oh, my God, I love these cards. Like, Japanese art is so hard to follow up. Like, you just, good luck. They, the the last set, um, Kamigawa, some of the best magic art I've ever seen, especially the, the lands. And, you know, I'm glad they went with something completely different because if you're going to compete straight up, it's it's just not going to happen. Um. I'm not saying it fell flat at all, the artwork. It just, yeah, it's it's a hard act to follow. Um, I I bought 
you know, the $50 like pre-sale thing. I got a bunch of fucking cards, but I haven't even had enough time to start really integrating them into my decks. Um, I And I'm playing like pretty actively, like I play at least five games a day. And I'm not even seeing other people play the cards yet. They're they're also not integrating them into the game yet. It's just a little too much all at once, you know. A little bit, little by little, you'll see them trickle in. But yeah, I haven't seen. I'll see one or two cards, but I haven't even seen a new Capanna uh, deck yet. So um, it wasn't so giant that it was like completely game changing. You could totally like not even buy this thing and still compete because everybody's playing the old shit anyway. It um, looks like a cool set, though. Yeah. Like I said, like you were saying with the story and the mobs, like mm-hmm. that's that's awesome. I haven't really seen Magic the Gathering go in a mob direction. They had the clan, uh, like the Sons of Tarkir and like the clans of Tarkir and shit, but like. They're getting crazy now, man. Yeah. They're getting crazy. Is, like, yeah. you know, the last one was supposedly cyberpunk, but I really think that they're. They're sticking. They don't want to lose a bunch of people from losing fantasy. So everything has fantasy in it. It's like half fantasy, half some other shit. So we don't know what the fuck's coming out, man. It could be anything next. But I also love the way that they're labeling a lot of these things. Like they're instant. I just saw an instant that was like, "Have a little chat." Like, we're yeah, yeah, have yeah. A little chat. <laughs> like these things, and like the public enemy, you know, or mm-hmm. rooftop nuisance. Like it's yeah, yeah. It's all like <laughs> yeah. It's great though. Like yeah. the security bypass, and <laughs> we're gonna make them sleep with the fishes. Yeah, like yeah, that's yeah, fucking yeah. awesome. Yeah, yeah. Like that's hilarious. It's all. It's all like. Gangster mob shit. Exactly. I'm like, yeah, the- yeah. <laughs> yeah, Sweeney Todd and stuff. Yeah, I, 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 I'm enjoying it. So, uh, but I won't, I nor the other players know what the fuck's going on yet. It's too much all at once. It's been out for a week. It takes time for to integrate these things. And yeah. Well, I'm sure we'll hear more about that, <laughs> with, uh, especially with Nick. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right. I've been uh, playing more co-op this week. Um, Halfway through uh, Act 3, Nightmare, I'm back for blood. Getting through it, but um, progress is slow. slowing down. Uh, The big news is Deep Rock Galactic had their Season 2 Season Pass come out, uh, Rival Escalation. And the big thing here is the new secondary guns. So now there are three different primary guns for each class and three secondary guns for each class. I've fooled around with all of them. The uh, the engineers one, really, really good. Um, but the other ones I haven't quite figured out how to make work yet. But they all have interesting different things that they do. For instance, the... Um, the uh, scout has a crossbow where you can actually retrieve the bolts and you can also shoot different kinds of bolts. So he has a uh, pheromone one where if you shoot it, it, the bugs will attract to that. So if you shoot one of the big guys, the uh, little grunts will go attack, which he has a grenade that does that as well. But, you know, the shooting crossbow arrows might be a little more uh, a better way of doing it. So I don't know. There's a lot of playing around that I have to do. But yeah, that's the big thing with uh, the season two pass. Did you um, buy the season pass? You don't buy them. They're free. Oh, they're free. Yeah, they're Whoa. all free. Yeah, which is crazy. Well, season two started, then not the season two pass, right? 
You know what I'm saying? They call it they call it a pass. They do. Okay. Even though it's free. All right. Mm. Um, the other cool little thing that they do now, is, oh, oh, another thing I want to mention, there's a lot of bugs this time around. This always happens after a patch, but this one in particular, there is quite a bit of bugs. And yeah, they're annoying for a little while, but they always patch them out. Um, so little updates here and there, we'll fix that. I wish this, I, I've thought about this about the, these guys before. I love how much they put out for free. They're just trying to make a really good game and more people will buy it. They got to be a little more greedy. Not a lot. I'm saying like 5 7% more greedy. Well, they have a lot of DLC. I mean, the DLC is really starting to stack up here. So usually when they come out with one of these free things, they'll come out with like an $8 um, pack. And the game itself is not that cheap. I mean, it goes on sale quite a bit for 15 bucks, but it's a $30 game. Mm-hmm. And they keep selling more and more copies of it because it's really good. Yeah. Uh, the other little touch that I liked is when you fail a mission or you die during the mission, don't make it back. Uh, you know how you spawn in the med bay? Yeah. You now have one of those uh, hospital gowns that you spawn in <laughs> and you wear that to your next mission unless you go to the wardrobe and change out. Just That's a little funny. touch that I like. But yeah, so I will be playing more of this. A lot of people in Discord have been playing it. Um, the other thing I've been playing, Sea of Thieves. Really enjoying that game. Had a different experience this week. So I played with a member of our community, Captain Gummy, who is, uh, you know, the the expert on this game, Sea of Thieves. And um, that was uh, an eye-opening experience because, first of all, we played on a galleon, the four-man ship. And it's a whole nother game when you play on that. You really have to have a captain and somebody calling the orders and everybody working. It's a lot more work, but a lot more risk. Like there's a lot more things to do. It's a bigger boat. Things are far away. So you really have to be on top of things and you you have to have a four-man crew. You can't like take three people on this type of ship. Now you said more difficulty, more things to do, but is it more rewarding? Oh yeah, you're on a yeah. bigger boat. You have more cannons. You have more sails. Like yeah, there's uh, there's um, it's a it's a better ship. More opportunity. Well, yeah, yeah, you can get more money. Like I remember one time when I played, uh, there was four of us playing Sea of Thieves, and I think I was with Captain Gummy as well, and he was captaining. And if you get a really good captain, like it's awesome. You could almost farm stuff for mm-hmm. sure because we would just find sunken ships and take turns and create this kind of like assembly line thing where we just stacked the galleon with, full of treasure and then sold it all, and we just made a ton of money in like a short amount of time because we had a team that was working together to do that. You know, mm-hmm. so it's cool. Yeah. You get more reward. Yeah, you can really get a lot done. But it is a a totally different experience, much like some of these other games that I've played, these naval combat games, where it's really all about the chain of command. You have to have someone at the top calling the shots and then other people following orders. And if people do their own thing, it's going to fall apart pretty quickly. It's not like that when I was playing Sea of Thieves on like the sloops, you know, with with two players. It's not like that at all. But when you get to the four man ship, it definitely is. But yeah, I'm having a good time. Um, my suspicions were confirmed though. Like you, the game requires a lot, a lot of time. Um, I want to start doing some of the tall tales, which are these longer missions, but I don't know if I can do them in segments or if I have to do them all in one shot, but it, it is a huge time commitment. There's a few things that I learned that you can do pretty quickly and just get a bunch of rewards, uh, run them in and uh, be done with it. 
but it is definitely not a game that has like those stopping points like Deep Rock Galactic or Back for Blood where you can check out and just mm-hmm. cash out on your supply points or cash out on, you know, the gold that you made. Um, you know, like you really have to, if you don't see this through and run your treasure into the end, it's just all lost, mm-hmm. which can be a little frustrating. But at the same time, I just, I really enjoy playing this game. So even if something bad happens, doesn't feel like a total loss. Nice. Yeah, definitely going to be playing more of this. Having a great time. Just in co-op right. heaven over here this week, dude. Sea of Thieves, Deep Rock Galactic, yeah, Back yeah, for man. Blood. Nice. Glad you're enjoying it. All right. Apparently, uh, Songs of Conquest did not come out this week. comes out May 10th. That was the game that I was hoping to play. But uh, uh, Bobby, I sent you a message today about that um, Samurai game. Oh, Trek to Yumi. Yeah, it's on Game Pass. Oh, it is? Yeah. Okay. Uh, scroll up. Sorry, Dates. I just want to uh, recap everything that we talked about. Mm-hmm. Uh, we talked about Demio, the PC edition. It's also VR edition. Um, Ender Lilies, Quietus of Nights, Idol Champions, Forgotten Realms, MTG, Magic the Gathering, Streets of New Capanna. Somebody help Capenna? me. I think it's Capenna. Capenna? Or it'd be Capenna. I, w- I would say no, it's Capenna. Capenna? Capenna? Oh, maybe. Yeah. Uh, and Sea of Thieves and Deep Rock Galactic. And Pokemon Go. Add Pokemon me as a Go. friend. Is this the first episode uh, Recycled has not been, episode, be here, been here in like forever? <laughs> it could be. Yeah. I don't know. Do we want to talk about Project jo- uh, Zomboid? No. Yeah, we'll uh, save it for next week. Yeah. Right? Okay, no, yeah, we can save it for next week. Yeah, Nick, we'll save it for next week. It was Nick's week. game and Nick's yep. right here. Yeah, yeah. We'll, we're saving uh, that for next week. That's Apparently, Project Zomboid. <laughs> he got drunk up for Seco. Um, as he should just another reminder um, DLSG con is a thing go check it out if you're not on our discord that's the first step it's free just get there and just say hi just see how that goes for you that's it just you don't even have to say hi because everybody's alerted that when a new person comes in that's true and they're almost always like your dick is sucked immediately or (laughs) is licked whatever (laughs) yeah Um, and from there you can Check everything else out. But uh, yeah, DLG Con. Um, some of the, it's like one of the highlights of my year, every year. It's always so much fun. It's yep. some of the most fun like I've ever had, and it always continues to be. There's board games. All of us are hanging out. Like I said, this year we're going to have an entire lake at our fingertips and a pool included that's heated and a hot tub. Think about be close how, how many to things Austin. in that lake you can slice your foot on. I know. I can't wait, dude. <laughs> All the things to slice my feet on. Actually, I have sliced my foot on it in a lake on some zebra muscles. I've really done that. Oof. Yeah. <laughs> God, that hurts. Sounds like it hurts. <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm a klutzy bitch. That's why I'm scared of the Pacific Ocean. But <laughs> <laughs> anyway, things I am not scared of is talking and answering questions. Because why not? Uh, so moving on to our listener questions, we got the first one from Zap, who's asking. So what's the story behind the Discord and Steam profile picture? Oh, mine's a really easy. Uh, on Discord, I have a little dancing bear, and on Steam, I have this like pulsating like. Nova, fiery red thing, kind of like um, uh, the guy who runs Mordor. Sauron. Sauron. Yeah, 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 shit like that. And the literally the only reason is uh, I have a premium on both of those to to get the moving one, mm-hmm. and that was a, a moving one that first appealed to me out of the selection that they had. Like, it is not cool at all. Bobby has a way better story. Yeah, well, that's that's. <laughs> Boring. Yeah, it's so boring. 
It's so boring. <laughs> it's like, I need to get my money's worth, so I'm going to pick this one. That's basically what it is. Well, Steam started doing this thing where they have the point shop. You spend money yeah. on games, you earn <laughs> points, kind of like a credit card, and then you can spend that on like things to upgrade your profile. And one of those is avatars. Now, you can put your own custom avatar, which most people do and have always done, but the only way to get an animated one on Steam is to buy one of their specific ones. Yeah. Now, Bobby, um, you, you get one point for every dollar spent, basically, right? Is how it works. Or whatever the fuck. No, it's more than one point. You get some it? decals or whatever it is. Oh, you like get a hundred. Yeah, I think a hundred points for every dollar. Per, for every dollar. Yeah. So if you buy something like the Steam deck. deck, I'm oh. swimming, I'm swimming in fucking yeah. Oh, yeah, you're good. So I went and bought fucking everything, and I still don't feel like decked out. I go to your profile, and I'm like, damn. Well, you can buy like extra spaces to put stuff in your profile. It used to be tied to your Steam level, but now it's like, it's not like that. But uh, it's somewhere else on there where you can just buy like showcases, I think they call them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like yeah. Slides. I think that's what it is. Yeah, my profile's pretty busy right now. It's got a little too much stuff on there. Uh, <laughs> screenshots and... <laughs> and then the story behind your Discord uh, picture? Oh, uh, well, I use the same picture for everything, and I always have. Um, I never change it. It's the ski-free guy. And it's it's cool because it's just like... If you, if you know it, you know it, you know, and some people yeah. know it. Some people will be like, hey, it's that game from like Windows 95. I'm like, yep, that's the thing. That's this the guy thing. gets it. <laughs> You're in the know, you know, but that is happening less and less. And it's kind of, I don't know Because those people are dying, Bobby. Yeah, they're moving on. They're, they're moving on. They're having children and they're doing more important things with their life rather than playing video games. <laughs> but it's always, I mean, Ski Free was always a pleasant memory for me. It was one of the games that came with Windows 95. And I, I don't know if other places in the world have this, but we used to have a place called Price Club, then became Costco. Yeah. But back in the day, it was called Price Club, and my parents would go there and they would shop for like forever. And when you're when you're a kid and your parents are shopping, you're just it's the worst, right? But at Costco or Price Club back in the day, they would put out like Nintendo, Sega Genesis, or computers, and like you can go up and you could demo them. So I would always go up there and play the games, you know, playing like Sonic the Hedgehog or Echo the Dolphin or Super Mario Bros. But the PC section always had, you know, this is like Windows 95 days, so it always had like the default games, which was like Ski Free and that shitty golf game. So I just played a ton <laughs> of Ski Free just standing there in, in Price Club waiting for my parents to finish shopping for like an hour and a half. So, and that was, and I loved it. This was before I had my own PC and I thought it was the best thing ever. I would look forward to it. Like, oh, we're going to Costco. All right. Uh, Bobby, the whole, like, uh, you either get it or you don't get it. I don't know why it reminded me of this joke that, uh, Louis CK says where he's like, he's wearing his favorite shirt and his favorite shirt is like beaver fever and has a picture of a beaver, (laughs) something like that. And he goes into a fucking Starbucks. (laughs) He says, I went to a Starbucks or whatever people are or whatever. You know how he is. And he's like, and I saw somebody with the beaver fever shirt. And I was like, hey, man, like, fucking, we're both wearing the beaver fever. Like, hey, like, fucking. We've got the beaver uh, fever. Yeah, the beaver fever. And the guy's like, and the guy fucking blew him off. He's like, bro, like, fucking get away from me, you weirdo. He's like, the one time I tried to connect with another human being over something that we mutually like. And this guy fucking blows me off and makes me feel like the weirdo. And he said he got home, looked in the mirror, and he wasn't wearing his, the shirt. <laughs> 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 That's great. Yeah. Anyway, Days? Uh, the story behind my Discord and Steam profile, I guess, is 
kind of boring and also very much not like the I'll start with the more boring one. The steam profile is a picture of me in drag as days. So to me, days has always been like a character that I've kind of created in my head of being from like another planet, like from Pluto, if I were to pick it, because I'm still of the generation that believes Pluto is a planet. <laughs> so, mm. um, but so, I mean, I created the character and like it looked like her in my steam profile uh, picture. So it's me, but it's me in drag. And then, um, in my discord picture it is a picture also of me out of drag um but in antelope canyon arizona mm. which is just like this absolute vagina, vagina magical <laughs> uh yeah kind of like they're like bright orange and red and yellow without any kind of light or filter i mean there's like the sunlight obviously right. coming in but it is one of the most magical places i think i've ever seen is the antelope canyon there's like a lot of the canyons swept. up there yeah right, right, it's yeah. It's so like there it's just like smooth the grooves through like all of the canyon walls and everything is just bright orange and red and purple and yellow and it's just it's so beautiful. It's such a beautiful and magical place and it is like so humbling too because the canyons are so enormous and they create that weathered smooth uh walls mm-hmm. from just storms rushing through and flooding through and it being minerals and rocks and things that the water has picked up and kind of basically sanding the walls Mm -hmm. down as it gushes through. And then once the monsoon season's over with there and all of that water dries out, that's how you end up having those kind of hollowed, like smoothed out walls that create this really cool thing. At the end, they end up looking like kind of like pottery. It does in a way, almost like a ceramic kind of thing of just, but it's like an entire... I don't know, like snaking of mm-hmm. pathways, you know what I mean? So it's just, it's I, it's an incredible place. If anybody ever has a chance to go to Antelope Canyon or the Wave, Arizona is another place that's a lot like that too, but it's kind of more opened up instead of the Antelope Canyon being more enclosed off. But that whole area is incredible, like right over by the Grand Canyon and things like that. So. You need to take pictures in drag in Antelope Canyon, and it'll that's all come so together. That's so much work, dude. That's like <laughs> so three and work. a half hours, four hours of getting ready just to drive like four hours to be there. <laughs> well, take one selfie, have a bunch of people look weird at me, maybe attract some mountain goats, and then go <laughs> home. Like, I go to those places to hike. profile picture. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But I had the ultimate experience instead, and I just made that my profile picture. That's what I did. Yeah. Next question. Also from Zap. Thank you, Zap. Zap Marconius always coming in with the double hitters and multiple questions. We appreciate that. So Zap asked, what video game character would you like to make a mom? And I just want to interject. What way do you mean this? Just instantly a mom? Or are you trying to suddenly (laughs) ask us, what video game character do we want to fuck? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because that's... I'm not sure which way you're taking. I'll answer both. Well, you yeah. guys could go first because I got to think a little bit. I'm so lame, dude. Laura Croft's so hot. Mm. And she's rich. Like, my kid would never have to worry about anything ever. Mm-hmm. You know? Uh, but other, otherwise, I remember I will never, ever in my entire life remember the name of the game. Bobby always helps me out. Bobby, it's the fucking RPG where you can play as a pacifist and, like, fucking graphics are really bad. And the bad guy at the end was a dandelion. Undertale. Undertale, yes. Uh, The motherly figure in that was like a cow lady. And she was so nice. She was the nicest. She just took care of you. She didn't want anything bad to ever happen to you. 
she's the ultimate mom figure. She's fucking fantastic. And you have to fight her. And spoilers, you can get around it, it without attacking her, but it's it takes a lot of patience and I didn't have the patience and I hurt her and I felt so bad that it hurts me to this day. But oh. I, I hate that game. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, I wasn't really sure how to interpret the question either. That sounds like a... Uh, <laughs> like, I've never seen, heard that euphemism before. Like, I'm going to make you a mom. Yeah, <laughs> like right? That's... that's uh, I've never heard anyone say that. Um, but I don't know. Hmm. <laughs> What's his name? Oh, fuck, that crazy black dude that's on... Uh, ah, fuck. I forget his name. But he's like, I'm getting everybody pregnant. Like, when he walks into a room... <laughs> Oh, are you talking about the guy that was on uh, SNL? Yeah, he, for a brief amount of time, yeah. Yeah, and um, then he was on um, uh, uh, 30 Rock. Yes. Because he had that line in yes. 30 Rock where he said, yeah. I'm going to take this burger behind the dumpster and get it pregnant or yeah, something. Yeah, like yeah uh, he's Fuck. got like a girl's name uh, for Tracy Morgan. Yeah, Tracy Morgan. Uh, Tracy Morgan. Everybody's getting pregnant. Yeah. I don't know, man. Who would I make a mom? What video game character would I make a mother? <laughs> I, I don't think I'd want to do that to anybody. Like Whoa, the, dude. I don't know, man. Happy I've got Mother's skewed Day. views on motherhood. That just, it seems like a, a nightmare to me. It's <laughs> like, rough, man. It's rough. They like it like the act sure. of giving birth and then also raising it. And then like through many <laughs> stages for like the next 20 years, it's just like, well, there's your fucking life out the window. Sorry. My mom, <laughs> I, my mom, my uh, Sam is like. You get to go to work. And I'm like, what? I get to go to... And yeah, dude, it's like she sees like me shoveling mud out of a hole and escape from this fucking hellhole of children's fucking expectations. It never ends, dude. There's no end. Even when they're taking a nap, you're fucking washing their clothes and shit like that. You know, it doesn't end. It's a lot. Yeah. No, thank you. I'm yeah. way more aligned with Bobby. <laughs> With that one. Uh, well, happy Mother's Day. Everybody. Yes, happy Mother's Day to everybody. All you moms out there. And to me, I mean, I think the video game character that I'd like to make a mom, both both Ooh. ways that you mean that, it's going to be my, my first crush from video games, man. Hitomi from Dead or Alive 3. Mm. Doubling down on that one. And because, one, she's hot. I'd love to make her a mom. Two... <laughs> the other thing is that I think she'd actually make a great mom. She had, like, such a story where she, like... She worked her ass off, like, doing uh, karate and shit. And that's some good discipline. Mm -hmm. So I think she would make a very smart and a very good mom and create a kid with a good head on their shoulders. There you go. Yeah, there you go. I like it. Yeah. Hmm. Good parenting. Bobby, you get out of way too many of these with the, I don't know. Yeah, I I just don't have a good You'll have to have a good one. Yeah, I do. Otherwise, I'm wasting people's time here. I'm not going to give like a lame answer. You you think later is... You're wasting people's times by dancing around the question, dude. Yeah, (laughs) exactly. There's a lot of build-up with If I don't have a good answer, I'm not going to sit here and give a lame answer. All right. I can't do it. I, I literally can't even think of an answer. Like you can't even you, think of a I mean, video game character you want to fuck. Character I'm sexually attracted to. I don't. <laughs> Would know. you say it like that? Like, it takes all the magic away. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, they're like all designed to be, you know, like light posts with melons taped to them. So I guess like all of them. I don't know. <laughs> all of them. <laughs> We're making everybody's getting a Mother's Day in the video game world today, yeah. according to Bobby. He's gonna make them all a mom. Yeah. <laughs> I gotta take a leak. 
Uh, what are we playing next? I'm playing all that stuff that I uh, bought on develop, uh, not on develop, on the roguelike thing. I'm gonna mm-hmm. play some penguin. I'm gonna play some. Um, what are the other ones called? Uh, Seraph's Last Stand and Rogue Legacy Two. So that and um, hopefully, I I don't want to play Zomboid by myself. I have. I I want to play it on the multiplayer. Bobby and I tried. I think maybe work, worked out mo- after an hour and a half. We probably worked we, out. We figured out the best way to play it, I think, and that think. is to join one of the public servers that has other people playing in it because then you know it's a good one. But we found a pretty good server, and we could fit a lot of people in there. So I'd like to get a pretty big group mm. of people That'd be together. good. Shit, yeah. should I get yeah. this game again? No, because I think yeah. it's going to be for around for this one week, I mm. think. All right. Yeah, I don't know I if think. I'm ever going back to it after this. But I think yeah. if we got eno- enough people in there, we could have a good time. Yeah. Especially now that we know what we're doing. Um, Songs of Conquest coming out May 10th. Probably going to check that one out. And then more co-op games. Not the Samurai game, Bobby? Uh, I, I don't know the name. Um, I'll have to see what my Game Pass situation is, but I think that is still active. So, yeah, I might check that one out. But, again, when I brought that one up, I was like, this looks really, really cool. But I got a feeling I'm going to start playing it and just be like, yeah, it's just another, like, hack and slash side scroller. So, I yeah. don't know. Yeah. Um, I bumped you because uh, I didn't want to forget. Um, the newest Life is Strange is free on Game Pass right now. Ooh. It's called uh, True Colors. And yep. it just came out. I'm so. going to be probably checking that out. And yeah. Tentacular. Tentacular. Yeah, that sounds fun. And I want to play yeah. that um, that free-to-play uh, Vampire Battle Royale. Uh, I've been meaning to play that. What? Neil Sprung. Yeah, dude. The, masquerade I covered the Masquerade Bloodlines. Oh. Yeah, I want to try that. That sounds what? like fun. I don't know anything about this. Oh, did you got to talk oh, about it? Oh, we covered it when you were gone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 It'll be fun. It's Sure, everything awesome happens when I'm not It's here. amazing. It's so <laughs> much fun. We love it. Speaking for Bobby, days and our absentees of masqueraded titties. You're taking too long. <laughs> Impatient titties. All right, I got to pee, guys. Um, thank you for coming down here so late. Yep. Oh, it was a late one tonight. Yeah. Ugh. Good night, everybody. Dwight, thanks for showing up. Random task. Thanks, Omi. Later. Good night, guys. <laughs>